first reading is Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 to 40. It's entitled, The Greatest Commandment. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. special about that reading lots of things but what do I want you to say what what do you think special about that reading it does put God first very good puts God first most important commandment it was a command to love it was actually something far more basic you're all too spiritual. No, you're, you're nice and spiritual. We had it last week. We had the reading last week. Some of you uh, twigged, some of you did, but those other comments were quite right too. That was, uh, that was good. So maybe you were here last week, or maybe you heard it on the podcast. Ooh. That you now, if you go onto the website, uh, you can um, listen to, uh, to last week's sermon and Bible readings on the, on the podcast, which is a scary prospect, but it's good, it's, uh, it's helpful, so you can hear that. And So last week was about, it's part of this series about care, and in particular thinking about the new pastoral care system that uh, we're going to launch, not next week, but the week after, and uh, particularly concentrating on pastoral care within the church, but also, not, uh, of course, not excluding those outside of the church, and it extends. And I asked the question, why care, last week, and came to the answer, because it's a command that God told us to care, which just came out, and it's also a tangible expression of our love for God that we show our love for God by caring for others. And it's a natural expression. When we love God, we want to love others. Unlike Jonah the Moaner. Oh, it was Jonah the Groaner, sorry, wasn't he? Yes. Who, uh, who knew what he w- God wanted him to do, go and love those people of Nineveh, but he objected. That's the, the bad example. We need to be, uh, be people who are, are really going for, for love, going for care. Our next reading is a very familiar reading. It's the story of the Good Samaritan. Before Colin reads it, anybody know what goes on in the Good Samaritan? Anybody want to offer us any thoughts about what goes on? What's the first part? What's the next part? Yeah, a couple of people walk past. Good. Yeah. Anybody? Yeah, guy gets mugged. Yeah. Very true, yes. Yeah. Somebody cares, yes. The priest walks past, yes. Yes. 
Okay, so you've got some of it. Um, uh, you, uh, I mean, perhaps uh, I didn't give you long enough. You missed out the question that came at the beginning, and uh, which is interesting, and you missed out other bits. But you know, I didn't give you long enough, so I'm not trying to knock you. But don't think you know it all. When uh, Colin, you know, oh, no, in the story, good Samaritan. Don't think you know it all. So listen clearly. And also, I'm going to refer to this as a, like a blueprint for our care, as a, like a model for our care. So listen to it and listen to what God's saying. Thank you, Colin. See, what a good introduction. <laughs> yes, you do. I'll get the Bible so that I can follow it as well. So this is Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return I will reimburse you for any ex extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. So now you know the uh, the full story. If you'd perhaps weren't too aware, it started with a question, didn't it? An important question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? How do I get to heaven? And then this, uh, the same reading that we've, uh, we've had this morning again and had last week. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, Jesus, do that and you'll live. 
But then the man wanted to sort of justify himself. Well, qualify it. Well, who is my neighbour? You know, you can't... Why, perhaps you can't love everybody. Or, and so that's why Jesus told him this story. And I think that the story of the Good Samaritan is a model that we can use for our pastoral care, for the caring that we can offer as a church and as individuals. There was somebody in need, wasn't there? I got robbed. It could have been anybody. It could have been any situation. Jesus made up the story. It wasn't a a true event. He made up the story to to give uh, an example. So we can think of pastoral care that we might give. It can be any example of pastoral care. Someone who's ill or sad or sick or whatever the need. And then two people, the priest and the Levite, should have known better. They walk by on the other side. I wonder why. I mean, it doesn't say. I can think. Well, perhaps they were too busy. They had an important job to get to. Maybe they didn't think they could help. And I'm not capable. Maybe they were scared to help. Perhaps there's some justification. They might get robbed as well. Or maybe they just didn't notice. Too busy thinking about something else to notice him. Or maybe they did notice and they didn't care. There's some reasons. And I think we might have exactly the same reasons. We might use those same excuses. And with our pastoral care in our lives, too busy, too caught up with what we must do. Well, maybe we are busy. But maybe we're missing the importance of helping somebody, caring for somebody. Who knows what this, the, the priest and the Levite were, were going to. But we don't remember that, do we? Who knows what the, uh, the Samaritan, oh, I'm telling you the story now, was going for. But we don't remember perhaps a merchant and going to some important business. What we remember was his care. And maybe those distractions from our busy everyday life are actually the important things that we should be doing. Just raise that question. Maybe he felt he couldn't help. And maybe we feel like that. I'm not capable of helping. I'm not skilled enough. Well, so often it's just about being there. I know there was a terrible situation at once that I... I I heard about this 17-year-old, just learned to pass his test, and he got killed in a car crash. How do you face the mum and dad? One of the elders from the church went to that mum and dad. They were members of the church, and they just sat there for an hour. Didn't say a word. They were incapable. They got no wise words, but they were there. And they were caring. And that meant a lot to that couple. Scared to help. Scared to help. Are we scared to help sometimes? Perhaps we'll make matters worse. Perhaps we'll say something that's not right. I may have told you the story before of, uh, of this lady whose husband died. And this neighbour came round to see her and got everything wrong. Walked in. And, uh, and said, I can't remember all of the stories now, but, oh, was that your sister who came to see you? 
No, my sister died two months ago. Oh, no. Um, uh, and then somehow got on to, uh, to weddings. Sort of, how long have you been married to your husband? Well, he actually died on my wedding anniversary. And, you know, everything that was said was wrong. At the end of that time, the poor grieving woman burst out laughing. The only time she had laughed because it was so ludicrous, it was so silly, and those two people became firm friends, and, and because the widow knew that the woman hadn't tried to be nasty, hadn't, she'd just got everything wrong, but it didn't matter. She'd shown her care, and she'd actually made matters a lot better by uh, allowing her to laugh at the ludicrousness. Didn't notice? We need to open our eyes. We need to pray. Pray, who needs that care? Show us, Lord. And didn't care. Well, that is an expression of our love of God, as I mentioned before. If we don't care, well, we need to think about where's our love of God. Now, maybe you, like me, as I think about that, think about all the times that I've walked by on the other side and not cared. Well, in a moment we'll be able to pray and ask for forgiveness. But Christianity is not a guilt trip. And I don't want to leave you there, oh yeah, 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 I've not been caring, I ought to care. Because maybe it wasn't your role at that time. Did you listen to the fourth story in the person? You know, there was two people who walked by and there was a Samaritan who helped. Did you hear the fourth person who walked by because that person was being cared for no he wasn't there was he but they could have been somebody you know it just wasn't their job at that time somebody else was doing it we don't need to care for everybody we don't need to do do everything what we need to make sure and what we're trying to make sure in our new system is that nobody slips through the net but it's not everybody's job to care for everybody else so don't be guilty Unless it's justified, and if it's justified, just come to God with your guilt. Let's move on to something more positive, shall we? The Samaritan. He noticed, didn't he? And he did what he could. As um, uh, we've heard, to somebody who would normally naturally care for, to, if you like, an enemy. But he noticed... And he cared. He did what he could. It wasn't adequate. He wasn't a doctor as far as we know. But he did what he could. He helped him out. And what we're going to be launching in a fortnight's time, our new pastoral care system, is about that. It's about noticing. It backs up what we've been doing before. And many people have been involved before. And that's great. But this time we want everyone to be involved. That everyone who wants to, if you don't want to, you can opt out, but to actually play a part in this. To care for others. You can only do what you can do. We're not expecting you to be experts. But you do what you can do. You notice. Notice the need. And get involved. Rejoice. Rejoice when you behave like the Samaritan. 
how good it is, isn't it, when you're able to help somebody, perhaps in a small way, perhaps just by saying, good morning, how are you this morning, and actually listening. That can have a big effect. Or maybe helping out in lots of little ways. That has a good effect. So rejoice in that. And maybe at the time, end of this sermon, we'll end with prayer and, and just rejoice in the times when people have helped you and you've experienced that care. Rejoice. It's not always easy. And I'm going to tell you a joke. Now I warn you, because I actually blame Adam for this. Adam was round at my house as I was trying to uh, prepare for the uh, speaking at the Birchwood High School Harvest Assembly. And I said, I need something to spice it up. I was actually speaking on the Good Samaritan. I thought we could have a bit of action, a bit of drama. But Miss Bright had said, no, I think that might get the kids too excited. And uh, so I couldn't do that. So I'd find a joke. So I was searching through the internet, and we found a good joke, didn't we, Adam? Well, we thought it was a good joke. And I told it, and how flat a joke can fall. How flat. And uh, so sometimes you try and do your best, you try and care for the kids, and it just falls flat. Do you want to hear that joke? (laughs) There'll be, do you know, how many, we can only have a thousand, can't we, a week on the podcast before we have to start paying for it? Yeah, so there'll be more than a thousand once you've heard this joke. You ready? I didn't give them all this warning when I was at school. I should have given them all this warning so they'd know when to laugh. The teachers were very kind, by the way, at the end and said, oh, they, they, they did find it funny, but they didn't, weren't sure whether they should laugh or not because of it. The thing. But at least Miss Bright's fear about them getting too excited wasn't justified. That um, They just sat there deadpan, apart from one who groaned. That's what gave me the idea over Jonah the groaner. But anyway, the joke, or funny story, or slightly funny story. I'll get on with it. There was this, uh, this man who uh, had heard this knock on his door at three o'clock in the morning. He was there in bed with his wife, and uh, he wanted to roll over, but his wife said, no, 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 get up, see who it is. So he went downstairs, he's knocking on the door. This man is obviously drunk, and uh, he knocked on the door, and the man opened it and said, hi, mate, can I have a push? And the man who had just woken up said, no, you can't. It's three o'clock in the morning. I was safely tucked up in bed. Now go away. Up he went. What did he want? His wife said. He wanted a push. Well, that's not very nice, is it? Not giving him a push. Do you remember that time when our car broke down and we needed a, a push? You should go down and help him. Don't you know the story of the Good Samaritan? See the link? It's all good, isn't it? Oh, okay. So, so uh, you see, beginning to laugh already. This is good. So, uh, so he went, the guy went downstairs, opened the door, and shouted out, "Do you still want the push?" "Yes, I do." "Well, where are you?" "I'm on the swing." <laughs> you thought it was better than they did, didn't you? Stick to the day job, I think you're right. 
But my point about the joke was that it's not always easy to care, is it? Not always easy to say jokes, not always easy to care. It wasn't easy for the Samaritan. What happened next? The Samaritan picked him up. What did he do next? Yeah, put him on his, uh, put him on his Porsche, oh, sorry, donkey, yes, and took him to the innkeeper. See the significance for us. He took him to somebody else. He couldn't do everything. He couldn't meet his every need. He had other stuff to do. He had to go. But he took him, and so there was somebody else who could help and care. And that's in our system. That in our system, everybody will be asked to to care for a a small group of of people and uh, will join in with that. But they're not expected to do everything. And there's other people to refer to, other people who can help with, the, with that care, so they won't be out of your depth. And that's true of our care, that there's, we need people who, uh, who can help. St. John's Church, where Sally is the injury mother, St. John's at, at Warrington, they were having a, a problem with care because so many um, uh, needy people were coming and needed to be fed. And it was a real burden on people, should they give money or not? And so they had a word with the local chip shop and they now give vouchers, St. John's fish and chip vouchers, which is a great idea. And so that eases the burden. I was speaking to somebody who's in serious debt and they've been put in contact with the um, CAP, the the Christians Against Poverty, is it? And, And they've been incredibly helpful. We can't do it all ourselves. We need extra help. Who else have I missed off? Obviously, there's lots of organizations, but who else have I missed off? God. That. We must bring people before God. When um, uh, it was so good that Alison was with um, Diane and Stuart and TJ at 2 o'clock this morning at the hospital, offering that help, but she couldn't do anything. She couldn't make the child better, but she could pray and she could contact others to say, pray and praise God TJ's better we can pray yesterday was a healing day it's sad that a number of people who uh, perhaps need healing get missed off maybe you're busy I don't know but when I walked in because I got called in uh, later on there was a sense of God there I got called in we need somebody to catch people which is an unusual request but so many people when they were being prayed for they just fell um, resting in the power of the Holy Spirit and, and so my job was just to catch people but God moved at that time prayer we do well with prayer but oh we can do so much better with prayer and the elders spent some time on Thursday night praying praying for the church praying how we can pray more for our church how we can pray particularly at this time of 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 difficulty for the children and youth work in the church pray, pray for Rachel, pray for others bring our concerns to God perhaps we we fail to care because we get, I can't be burdened with. I've got enough problems of my own I don't want to be burdened, I can't be burdened well that shouldn't be the case because when we seek to help others in care we then offer it to God and unburden ourselves when the Samaritan left the inn left the problem there with somebody who can deal with it and went on with his business and that's what we must do 
leave when it's right the situation with God not to be burdened ourselves but that's not quite the end of the story because he then said and if he needs anything else I'll give you some money when I come back some follow up and how that's important to follow up okay just to perhaps give somebody a phone call or or how are you now how after that and it can be so important so to sum up there were some who didn't care at all let us care but the other there were others who did care well one man in the story let us be those caring people who noticed who cared who got others involved who brought others before God and then followed up. Now I've failed on all of these. I've sometimes not noticed. I've sometimes not cared. I've sometimes not brought others to, uh, to other people, not brought others to God. Sometimes I've been become burdened. Perhaps you're in the same position as me. But also sometimes I have managed to care and the great joy that that is. And I've also been cared for So as we come to the end of the sermon and enter into a time of, of singing, a time of, of worship, a time of reflection, let's just pause for a moment and pray and let God speak to us. Let's pray. Lord God, we've heard a well-known story today. May that well-known story have taught us something fresh today. We thank you that we can care. We thank you that you call us to care. Show us how to care. Help us to notice. Help us to care. Show love. Even if we feel incapable. when we're out of our depth may we find others to to help with that care and Lord may we bring people to you forgive us for the times when we've not done this forgive us when we've said things like we're thinking of you not we're praying for you Lord God forgive us for the times when we've not cared when we've walked by on the other side but Lord, we thank you that you do indeed forgive us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit to be caring people, to be a caring church, to build on the care that's been offered for many years, to grow in that care. Let us not be so burdened with our problems that we fail to care for others. Lord God, May care grow and flourish and may we rejoice in the results of that. Lord God, bless us. And bless those who have cared for us in the past and will care for us in the future. Help us to be open to your care and the care of others. Teach us, Lord, as we sing these songs, may you teach us and show us 
and guide us, encourage us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.